Welcome back to The Break Room. I'm your host, Morgan Hensley, and on this episode, we'll be discussing burnout from a provider's perspective. Much has been said about burnout in recent years. The conversation often centers around staggering facts and figures. Burnout costing the healthcare system $4.6 billion every year. 79% of primary care providers reporting burnout symptoms. More than one-third of physicians saying they wouldn't recommend the profession. And yet, these statistics often fail to capture the physicians' voices that need to be at the center of the discussion. That's why I spoke with Dr. Joseph DeVoe, a family medicine physician at First Georgia Physician Group in Fayetteville, Georgia. We discussed how data, leadership, and technology can lessen both the severity and frequency of burnout. We also talked about how burnout led him out of and then back into practicing medicine and what can be done on an individual and structural level to curb the burnout epidemic. All right, Dr. DeVoe, uh, welcome to the break room. Uh, I wanted to start by asking, uh, how did you first encounter or uh, become aware of burnout? Um, you know, for me, burnout is very personal. Um, and, you know, my story is probably not very unique. Um, you know, I am a very busy doctor, have a lot of patients um, that I've been taking care of. And, uh, you know, have had some stressors with my, my career, just like most doctors do. Um, so, you know, I remember the, the moment when I really kind of recognized what burnout was. And I was sitting on my back porch a few years ago, um, in February, just to a point where I just didn't know if I wanted to continue um, practicing clinical medicine because I, I was so exhausted and was recognizing medicine was essentially consuming my life. Um, and I was sitting on my back porch kind of doing some brainstorming um, about what else I could do. You know, I, I worked really hard to get to where I was, but I just I, I just was was exhausted. Um, and so I, I picked up the, the most recent publication of JAMA, which I seldom do. So it was more by serendipity. And it was an article um, by Dr. Tate Shanafield, who is kind of our guru of physician burnout, I, I later found out. And the article was titled um, Physician Burnout the Way Forward. And I read this article and I felt completely validated um, because I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm not the only only doctor feeling this way. Um, this is what I'm feeling and, and others are, too. And this is why I'm feeling this way. I never know when physician burnout was before that. And at that point, it all it all made sense. So you recognize this was something you were experiencing I'm curious, what did that moment of recognition feel like? Uh, I mean, I, I think it was it was too, it, you know, I had several different emotions at the time. One, I felt completely validated that I was not the only doctor feeling this way. And, you know, I had a bit of guilt for even feeling like I wanted to, to leave clinical medicine for my patients and, and for all the work I had done. But also I became a little upset um, because I, I was thinking that, you know, if this is going on and it's so common, why aren't we doctors talking about it? And that's really was kind of a light bulb moment for me, more of a call to action. And I really wanted to be kind of part of the conversation instead of the table rather than just a, kind of a, a bystander. How did being a clinician shape your understanding of burnout, uh, you know, of what you were experiencing? Yeah, I mean, and that's a, that's a really good question because, you know, from a personal standpoint, I recognize that 
in the emotionality. Um, as a doctor, we're trained uh, on, we need to kind of start in our humanity from you know the skills that we develop as a doctor. So I am pretty sure being a doctor kind of hindered my, my awareness and self-awareness. I really never been kind of taught or never really learned on myself kind of some of those resiliency skills that I now, now recognize are so important to be able to ward off burnout and, you know, depression as a doctor. Absolutely. I imagine it certainly helps to have the language to uh, describe and identify the symptoms of burnout as a first step toward curing it. Um, but beyond the, the personal emotional experience of burnout, what impact does it have on the healthcare system at large? Yeah, I mean, and certainly, you know, through through all my reading, I've recognized that um, without healthy doctors, our healthcare system, um, we, we kind of talk about the IHI's triple aim in terms of better access to care, better experience, and, and better quality. Um, and it's interesting, there was a study that was done that found that, and this was done in surgeons, that for every one additional uh, point for in a burnout score, um, or as a, in burnout scores, um, those surgeons are apt to make 3 to 10% more errors. And so quality of care definitely suffers. We know that burned out doctors are not as productive, um, which decreases revenue. We also know that burned out doctors um, are more apt to leave organizations they have like a two times higher risk of turnover. And when doctors leave organizations, the actual cost of that organization is like 500,000 to $1.3 million per provider, which is astounding. Um, and so think about, you know, if we're, we have fewer doctors in the healthcare system because they're burned out, patients aren't gonna be able to access them. And it's gonna be a huge cost to organizations and the overall spend in general. So knowing the full costs, uh, how did you react when you read that article in JAMA you mentioned earlier? You know, what was your reaction and what was your your course of action following that? So, I mean, for, for once in quite a while, I actually felt empowered. Um, you know, I think one of the biggest issues with with doctors in our current healthcare system is that we've kind of lost the sense of control. And, you know, doctors, we, we like to be in control. So, you know, I, I felt empowered for once in, in quite a while since I, I felt like maybe I did have um, a sense of control and understanding and kind of self-awareness. And so I what I decided to do was um, enroll in the Brown University as exec, executive master of healthcare leadership in order to develop new skill, new skill sets so that I could be part of the conversation and uh, become a better physician advocate for myself as well as for my colleagues. You know, what's interesting is, you know, during that process, my, my intention was to leave clinical medicine and take on more leadership roles. And, and through that course and through um, a lot of things I learned, I'm actually started to feel better and kind of kind of healed myself from burnout. So that was that was not the expected expected consequence, but it was quite welcome. Could you please tell me a bit about your studies at Brown University? You know, the, the program um, offered by Brown University is really meant professional school of study. It's really meant for kind of more mid-career professionals, although, you know, we had a wide range of classmates. And so with that program, we're tasked and challenged with identifying a critical issue in medicine and, and developing a project around that. So quite naturally, I chose physician burnout. And I had an idea that even though there were some current strategies um, to attack burnout, 
um, they weren't really seeming to be effective. Um, and so my idea was to create a, a position-driven, position-focused retreat-based strategy This would come together and kind of more help each other um, and to improve our experience. So uh, on the one hand, burnout's you know, such an individual problem, but at Brown, you were able to, you know, from a distance, look at the data, consult others, and get different perspectives from outside the medical world. Uh, so how did having this time and space allow you to reframe and investigate burnout? So I, I went into total nerd mode um, when, I, when I was um, in the program. And, and, you know, really doctors have an inner nerd about them that yeah, sometimes in the minutia of day-to-day medicine really is, isn't really addressed or, or, or touched. And so I, you know, I, I kind of immersed myself in all the, the clinical literature about what had been done, what was being done, what was being studied, different strategies other, other folks have um, used to, to attack it. And I really learned a lot about, you know, burnout. I learned that it was way too frequent. Um, recent data has shown that, you know, nearly 44% of doctors are burned out. But doctors like myself, who are primary care family medicine doctors, we are at 54% um, rate. So it's something that's quite quite astounding. We actually have improved with our burnout rates um, compared to 2014. Those rates are down by about 10, 10%, but they're still way too high. Now, there are a couple of theories why that's the case. Um, this, some cynical um, uh, folks out there feel like it's more due to some doctors leaving the profession who are really burned out. There are some strategies that are starting to show some effectiveness. I think doctors are more um, apt to embrace the EHR and kind of see it more as a tool rather than an adversary. So we are making some headway, but we still have quite a, quite a ways to go. You mentioned your physician-led initiatives to combat burnout, but I'm curious, what can be done at a more structural, systemic level to help providers? Yeah, well, you know, I have a, I have a couple of ideas, of, and these are certainly not not original to me. But you know, what I've been able to kind of kind of put together based on my reading and, and research and, and talking and experience and all that. Um, so I, you know, I have a couple ideas, and I think there's opportunities both for organizations to help their physicians as well as for physicians to help themselves and their in their common and their common doctors as well. Um, you know, really helping doctors to kind of tame the, the medical machinery in terms of creating ways to, to really allow doctors to do doctor work and allow doctors to, to be doctors and trying to kind of minimize all that noise that, that, that we hear on, on a daily basis and kind of letting us be part of the solution. You know, I think that's probably one of the, the, the frustrations is that um, doctors are not placing themselves in, in um, areas of influence and leadership. Um, we're so busy taking care of patients that, you know, we are problem solvers, um, uh, and that's what we like to do. So by, you know, engaging doctors early on, um, then we can be part of the solution and not part of the part of the problem. You know, I think for me, when, once I was able to do some deep um, soul searching about, you know, why I wasn't happy with being a doctor back, back a few years ago, I think I'd really lost my vision and, and my way and I had lost connection with what my why in terms of why I wanted to become a doctor and, and what I was doing to kind of help to foster that. I really wasn't exercising that. Um, just like, just like, you know, if you go to the gym and exercise muscles, I wasn't really kind of exercising that. Um, and I didn't really know how to, honestly. 
And so, um, you know, I was able to take um, part in a, a really great program that um, is physician led um, and uh, does kind of do a great job of teaching these resiliency skills. And resiliency is not a word that doctors like to hear in terms of resiliency training, but I think it is really important. And it really kind of showed me what can happen when doctors come together and are open and vulnerable in a meaning way with each other and really kind of helping each other um, through this physician burnout epidemic. Um, and I really feel like, you know, through that, I recognize the importance of physician community too, because as doctors these days, especially outpatient versus inpatient, there's so many different opportunities for fragmentation and just feeling isolated. And by really kind of creating these, these processes and these opportunities for physicians to come together, we really can kind of get a sense of community and not, not, not feeling so alone in this epidemic. You know, I'm, I'm gathering what an isolating experience burnout truly is uh, and how community leadership uh, and autonomy can really uh, can really be pathways out of it. So I'm wondering if you could please tell me, you know, also about some specific tools to counteract burnout. Uh, you know, one I've uh, heard uh, gaining popularity is virtual scribes, you know, having a uh, a scribe service done digitally uh, to cut down on providers, you know, administrative work. Uh, so I, I'm curious, what are some other tools out there that providers have? So there are definitely some some tools um, that doctors can access to help with the documentation of ANS and really trying to kind of limit that. Um, there are really some great examples out there of trying to kind of take busy work away from doctors and really kind of there was one group in Rhode Island that um, was able to centralize a lot of that kind of busy work, which took it out of the offices of their physicians and both their, their staff and their physicians were able to just essentially take care of their patients, which is what we want to do. Um, there are other ways too. So a lot of doctors are using scribes more and more, um, and there are several different options for that. One is essentially a synchronous um, scribe where either the scribe is in the office with the, with the doctor and the patient um, is um, uh, on a screen um, and doing it virtually. So that's, that's one opportunity. There's also an asynchronous option for that where essentially the, the interaction is recorded and essentially transcribed um, and that note and all the documentation needs are then um, uh, put into the chart and the doctor can review them without having to actually do the work themselves. So there's there's opportunities there. There there's been work being done on team-based documentation. Um, there's a clinic out of Colorado that piloted a study, and what they did is they increased the doctor to MA ratio. So it used to be just one to one, and so they changed that to for every one doctor there are two and a half medical assistants. Um, for that doctor. And what they did is they also asked the medical assistants to take on the additional documentation demands, including, you know, the review of systems, the history of present illness, um, making sure that there are no gaps in care, gaps in preventative care. And the results were astounding. Um, the, the burnout rates for those physicians, as well as the nurse practitioners, um, plummeted from like 56% down to 28% just by that one intervention. So we're really seeing that, you know, by kind of coming up with some creative ways to remove the documentation demands, but still um, getting all the information in the chart, we can see some astounding results. So, Dr. DeVoe, my final question 
of today. And again, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and speaking so candidly and insightfully about your experiences with burnout. Uh, I'm, I'm, I would like to know, you know, by the numbers, we have at least a few listeners who are listening to the podcast right now and are experiencing burnout. So I would like to know, given that, what would you tell these listeners during this uh, difficult, uh, dark time in their lives? I mean, I think the the one thing that I would I would let doctors who are feeling the, the same way I did know is is not to suffer in silence. Um, you know, really, the the AMA has a code of ethics that requires us as doctors. One, to, to take care of ourselves and make sure that we're doing the things that we need to do to take care of our patients the best we can. But the other part of that, too, is that we as doctors are mandated to take care of our fellow doctors. And I really don't think we've done a very good job of that for, for many, many reasons. I really feel like we need to figure out ways to bring doctors back together. But doctors need to be willing to be open and vulnerable with each other. And I really feel like that's such a strong way to improve our, our plight and to really get back to loving what we do and, and enjoying taking care of patients and keeping connected with why we do what we do. Once again, a special thanks to Dr. DeVoe for coming on the show. And thank you to you, our listeners, for tuning in. If you'd like to learn more and hear more from Dr. DeVoe on burnout, visit our blog, Informed, where you can read how physicians' strengths can paradoxically lead to and cause burnout. That's all for today. We'll see you next month for another episode of The Break Room.